Hey everyone, amazing questions you, you want to hear the answer to. I promise, sort of, maybe, we'll see. Stay with us, Ask is next. Welcome once again, I'm Pastor Jamie. This is where uh, you can ask a question. You go to cornerstonebv.org, that's our website of our church, and uh, you can see lots of good things on our website. But if you just wanna ask a question that gets answered on an upcoming episode, go to the media page. It drops down, ask, you put it in. Uh, don't leave your name if you don't want to. It's totally fine with me. And it's really any question. People ask about the Bible, people ask about subjects, or faith, or life, um, and, and it really, it doesn't matter. We know that if you have the question, other people will too. Uh, and if not, that means you're smarter than everyone. So don't worry about it, all right? We'll answer it. Okay, first one is about the Lord's Supper. What are the consequences for a believer who has participated in communion, or the Lord's Supper, right? Taking the body, uh, you know, taking the bread in, in the cup. They participated when they have unconfessed sins. It's something we, our elders talk a lot about. You know, be careful about that. Don't take it if you got something against a brother or sister, right? Um, and that, that's just good practice, obviously, but it's mainly derived from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And he was talking to them about very specific things. In one of those issues, it's a big mess going on at the church, right? Um, one of the issues was surrounding the way they were practicing the Lord's Supper. Um, that they were having a big meal and some people were being left out, some people were gorging themselves, etc. Um, and then, so there was a lot of pride and arrogance going on. And so it, it left him to say this, let me just read it for you. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, and eat, he eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemning along, condemned along with the, with the um, world. So what he's saying is for believers, that's we talked about in a recent episode, discipline is good because it is, it is to put you in right order to where God wants you, okay? Um, so uh, here's the thing, okay? Remember, it's a big mess. And so they're approaching the Lord's Supper casually with arrogance and pride, maybe even using it as a weapon, like look at me, um, and leaving people out or that kind of thing, okay? And so th this is a big deal. So what I want to make sure you don't think is like, oh, because I've seen this, right? People never take the Lord's Supper because they're like, there's gotta be something that that I'm, I haven't confessed that I did. And I don't remember, but but if they're like, I don't wanna die, right? Like, that's not what we're talking about here. You examine yourself. You come with great humility to take the Lord's Supper, right? So when you have that opportunity, like I would suggest long before you even come to church, but sometimes we come and go, oh my goodness, it's the first weekend of the month, which is when, uh, we celebrate it in our church, and you forgot. So, you know, during the worship service, you see it set up, it's like, oh, Lord's Supper, right? As you're worshiping, think about the sacrifice of Christ. As whoever is leading us through the supper, con consider it, examine yourself. God, is there an attitude that I shouldn't have? Have I done something that I really need to confess, right? And if there's really something, you're like, you know it, you're, you know you're in sin, and you're just not ready, like a, just I'm angry or I'm whatever it might be, Yes, let it pass you by, right? It's not a hellbound kind of thing here. Let it pass you by. Take the Lord's Supper seriously. That's the point. Um, but don't feel like, oh my goodness, what if I forgot something, you know? So what can happen? Well, I mean, you know, could you die or grow ill? Sure, but I mean, that's not gonna happen in every case, right? That God is gonna discipline in a way that is gonna be helpful to you and helpful to his church. 
So I think that's where it really, if someone is infusing uh, something that in, in the body of Christ that's causing a major problem, um, that God might take them out. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna tell you who it is or why I'm not God. I'm just saying he's serious about his church. He's serious about the purity of his people and he's very serious about how we celebrate the Lord's Supper because that's the gospel, right? If we mess that up, we mess everything up. So be just, just treat it seriously, treat it diligently, treat it reverently, treat it with humility, you're gonna be fine, okay? All right, good. Second question. And I think this came from our series on Acts, I think, because we've talked about how early on in the chapters, it's almost exclusively a Jewish sect or a Jewish uh, religion. They didn't consider themselves not Jewish. They're in Jerusalem. They're going to the temple, right? They're, they're still celebrating. They just believe that Jesus um, was the, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies of who was to come. God's the, the savior they were awaiting was Jesus, right? So the question is, when did the Jews, Gentiles split from the Jews? to form their own Christian church, okay? So, as you'll see in Acts, this was not something that was just like, okay, let's become our own religion. That didn't happen, right? It was, it, it, it was a series of events. First, right, remember God said, go to the ends of the earth, right? Go to the Samaritans, go to beyond just Judaism. In Acts, they don't quite do that yet, right? They're kind of satisfied, as most humans get. And so, then persecution from mostly Jewish people against other Jewish people who just believed in Jesus, right, began to happen in earnest. And so they began to, to leave the city and they, they, they brought with them the good news of Jesus. And with that, Samaritans, which were half Jews, and then Gentiles started to come to Christ. And then a church in Antioch sends out missionaries, you know, Paul and, and Barnabas, and then eventually Paul and Silas, right? And they begin to make disciples who are making disciples of people who are never Jewish, right? They have completely pagan backgrounds. Um, so now you got all kinds of issues. And so amongst the Jewish Christians popped up this group called Judaizers. They said, it's fine if Gentiles are Christians, okay, if they come, that they are saved by Christ, but they, they got to go through the steps to become Jewish first, right? They got to get circumcised, they got to follow the law, the food laws, all that stuff, right? And it became a, the first major controversy that Paul was like, this is not right. Jesus declared all foods clean, right? That this, this is not uh, necessary for them. And so they had a major council. You can read about that in, in the book of Acts in Jerusalem. And the apostles and those God had left in charge had decided, no, 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 they, don't, they do not need to become Jewish, right? So now churches are formed, uh, some Jewish, a lot of Gentiles. And so persecution continues to heat up. Right? The temple eventually is destroyed. And so you see gradually that separation. Eventually, because of the persecution, Christians started, uh, because they wanted to differentiate, um, they started celebrating their, their you know, main day on the Lord's Day, Sunday, which was the day of the resurrection, instead of the Jews' Sabbath, which was Saturday. So, so all of those things happen over a period of time. Um, unfortunately, with that came some uh, persecution back, Christians hating Jewish people and looking at them as our enemy. And that's just horrible. Uh, they are uh, our brothers, our sisters. We just need them to see the Savior, the Christ is Jesus. Right? And, and for them to, to come to full fruition of their Old Testament faith and embrace the New Testament, the new covenant found in Jesus, right? Okay, good question. One last one, uh, kind of a quick one. Is it okay to have hobbies you are passionate about or is that a distraction from following the Lord? Um, 
I, I like that question. I think initially, like, oh, I can't have hobbies. But what I think what what you're asking there is, um, is is a hobby like something that I'm just so into? Like, is that okay? Because I maybe I could be doing more for the Lord, but I'm spending too much time with music or art or sports or you know politics, whatever the you know making movies, whatever you're you know. Uh, uh, I, I could list a, main, um, a bunch more, but you get the, the, the point, it is that could distract us from the Lord. I, I, the Lord gave us good pursuits. We should delight in them. I, I find Ecclesiastes a really helpful book for this. Let me just read from you from chapter three. The, the writer says, I perceived that there is nothing better for them to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. That is God's gift to man. All right, so you think of Ecclesiastes, you often think of, of Solomon saying, it's all meaningless, it's all meaningless. His point isn't that life is meaningless. His point is life without God is meaningless, right? And so he says, enjoy it, it's fleeting. Enjoy your hobbies, your passions, as long as they're not sinful, right? Enjoy them, but don't untether them from God. Right? So you you're a foodie and you like to eat, let that roll you up into praise to God. Otherwise, you're like living in a, in a basement where your, your ceiling is only this high. Okay, I ate a good steak and that's it. That's nice, but it's gone. But if, if you're a believer who says, I ate a great filet or a great you know, uh, lobster, you know, caviar, whatever your thing is, and you, you, you're like outside with the, the glorious stars in the sky, you can raise up into praise who gave you that food, you see? Um, and so I say, enjoy your hobbies, enjoy the good things, enjoy even your work, even the work that's hard, enjoy it. But remember the purpose, if it distracts you, like your hobby so much, you're not going to be a part of the church. You're not serving where God has called you to serve. You're not treating your family the way God, no. Then now that's a sinful distraction that you've made an idol in your life and you need to get rid of it or you need to very much temper it way down, right? So you need to find, it's, a, it's fine to have a passionate hobby, but is it taking the place of God? You can't have that, okay? All right, great questions. We'll get some more again next week, so make sure you ask your questions so we can answer them. Hopefully see you this weekend. We're gonna continue our Acts series at all three of our gatherings. So we'd love to see you there. Uh, if you're looking for a church or you haven't been in a while, come. I guarantee you, you won't feel horrible about being here. We'll welcome you with open arms. See you then.